0: The following program is presented by Tracy Austin of New Mentality PC and Mental Edge Fitness Solutions. Welcome to Mental Fitness Matters, a show designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve their mental fitness. Now, here's your host, Tracy Alston. Good morning. Hey, hey everybody. We are back with our third Thursday of the month, my favorite time of the month because I am in the studio with my favorite co-host, Erica Singleton, Director of Communications for Professionals Beyond the Game. We
1: are excited to join you this morning. How you got? How you doing, A? I'm doing fantastic. It's been another whirlwind <laughs> month. Yes. Getting to November, like I feel like yesterday was October. Right? And then all of a sudden we're literally almost at another uh, holiday almost, I, like, by this time of the month, I feel like the month's over and we're already in the next <laughs> month. It's, it is crazy how fast things fly. Things
0: fly so fast and every time we look up, another day, another month, another season, and it's going by
1: quickly. It's going by quickly uh, before I I work outside of here. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We talk about this all the time. I work uh, with a charter school in Wartsville, North Carolina as the assistant athletic director and just as we were in like playoffs for fall sports, then all of a sudden winter sports have started and already setting the schedule for spring sports. So um, those types of transitions really made me think about the guests that we're bringing on today and. Yeah. Um, Last year was my first full year in this position, and I had the opportunity to be part of a virtual summit with women in sports and sports leadership, mm. um, and it was called Better Together, and I think that was one of the... The the, the theme in general um, was fantastic, but I got to look at a panel about Title IX, and I was so grateful because at the time I, I had not met this person, um, but the commissioner of uh, high school... Sports in North Carolina. Q Tucker was one of the women on the panel. And then I had the opportunity in May to meet her in person after I'd seen her on the panel. So it was just fantastic. But I'm so glad she can join us this morning. She's on phone today. Good morning, Commissioner Tucker.
2: Good morning. Good Good morning to both of you. So happy to join you this morning. It's a a beautiful day in North Carolina. And uh, as you said, here we are already in November. So it's a great day.
1: It is a great day. It's
0: a fabulous day and we are so honored. Thank you so much for your time and all that you're doing. And if you could just give everybody a brief uh, bio about who you are, all of your many accomplishments, because you are thriving and leading the way in so many capacities. So if you could just introduce yourself briefly.
2: Okay, well, a native uh, Tar Heel, grew up in Reidsville, North Carolina, a public school graduate, graduated from Mars Hill College uh, at the time, university now, Uh, received my master's degree from UNC Greensboro, taught in the public school systems for 12 years, and then answered a call from Kay Yao. at NC State University, who was the head women's basketball coach, called and asked if I would join her staff, and so I did. In 1989, I joined her staff and was there for two years, had a wonderful experience working not only with her, but just some outstanding young women and um, and really enjoyed it. wasn't really looking to leave, but deep down in my heart, I felt like working with uh, high school students was really my passion and something that I thought eventually I would navigate back to, but it happened sooner than I thought, and in 1991, the then executive director here at the High School Association called me, Charlie Adams, and said he wanted to create a new position, and it would be someone coming and starting a student services program to look at the balance of academics and athletics and leadership and all of the things that just go into being a student and then a student athlete. And so I thought about it and uh, prayed about it and uh, answered that call. And I've been here since 1991. And and I guess that old saying, time does fly when you're having fun, because here I am still here.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. We are so
1: glad to have you. And speaking of that, it's like the 50th anniversary of Title IX. It is. And it's uh, it's very surprising. I graduated high school in uh, 1995. And Really, I didn't understand the significance of Title IX. For me, uh, I was fortunate enough, I went to high school in Maryland, um, and my high school had uh, female kickers on our football team. Um, Mm -hmm. And we had that uh, multiple years. And so that was just part of my everyday. And it wasn't until later that I realized that everyone else didn't understand that dynamic and didn't have a staff that really pushed for that kind of inclusion and, and making sure that you had the same... Um, facilities and the same opportunities. And so it wasn't until later that I truly understood the significance of Title IX in all of its um, glory, but also in, in what it meant in shaping my my view of how sports is done. And so, um, but listening to the different ladies on the panel, Q, you started kind of talking about how you experienced it. So kind of share that with us today.
2: Well, and and, you know, when I was in high school, um, the only sport that was offered for females at the time, now now you have to remember, you know, I've been around the barn a few times, so (laughs) when I played high school, uh, basketball was the only sport available to me from a competitive standpoint. Everything else that females did was more like intramurals, and then I was in a small 1A school up in Rockingham County, and so we did extramurals, meaning we would have field days and would play other uh, schools in the county, and we would have track and run track and all of that kind of thing. But the guys had football. They had um, uh, basketball and they had baseball at the time. So, really, the only thing that females had was basketball. And then, of course, uh, when I went on to Mars Hill, I, I was fortunate enough to play basketball, but we had basketball and we had um, volleyball. And then that was all that we had that we could play competitively. So, then when I, in 1972, then, when this. Uh, title nine was passed it was really i think when it opened my eyes to the fact that man all these years i've been relegated to just one sport yeah. or two sports wow. but look at what the guys have been able to enjoy and then we started to see the tide swing you started to see more sports opportunities in our high schools four females, and we started to see more opportunities even um, drifting down into some of your youth level sports. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it just, it ballooned in in the college ranks. Uh, but it was just, it, it just really was amazing uh, to see it unfold. It was like watching a flower bloom and how we were able to experience things that we hadn't experienced before. And then now today, I mean, you know, really the sky's the limit. And uh, and we're just really fortunate that those champions back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, were wise enough to say, you know what, this is not right. We've got to have some help. We've got to get some legislation out there mm-hmm. that's going to force opportunities for females. And so I, I appreciate those giants from back then doing what they did to provide these opportunities that now I don't even know if females really understand and can appreciate what we had, what we went through to even be where we are today.
0: Absolutely. So, so true. Wise enough, strong enough, the courage enough to stand, the voice enough. That's to, right. It's just so many things. And as you look back, as you're talking about that, we know that these changes haven't come without challenges and the hurdles and That's the stress right. and uh, just the resiliency to keep going. What types of stressors have you noticed or just the impact of your overall mental, emotional, physical health of women looking back from 50 years to now? What has been the biggest would you say, change that you've noticed from then till now as it relates to how people are handling these challenges moving forward, but where we've come to?
2: Well, you know, really, as we think about it, um, we I remember when I was at NC State and uh, the University of Oklahoma cut out one of their women's programs because, and they said, well, it's Title IX, and we have to be equitable, and so we're going to have to cut a a men's, it wasn't that they cut a women's sport, but they were going to cut a a sport or two at the university because of Title IX. So the first obstacle I think that as females we had to overcome was this idea that, well, Title IX is taking away opportunities for guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's taking away opportunities for other people. And then you start saying, all right, now, if we can get over that hurdle, then let's look at our facilities. Mm-hmm. And again, guys feeling like, well, because of the females, we can't have all of these things in our locker room that we feel like we ought to have because now we've got to provide for the females and i think we're still trying to adjust and deal with that i get calls periodically from folks saying well this is just not right we don't even have bleachers out on our softball field but the guys have this immaculate baseball stadium and it's just not right and so again Just trying to deal with the facility issue, it causes anxiety because nobody wants to feel like, I got this at your expense. And I think people can make others feel that way regardless of what it is, but especially as we're dealing with with this whole area of Title IX and what's equitable, and really it boils down to it's the right thing to do. And so the stress of that, I think women in leadership who want to be a champion for Title IX and not knowing how far to push the envelope, who do I go and talk to, those, I think, are the stressors for in leadership who is on our side so to speak Mm -hmm. and that's why I think the Federation when we did that panel discussion and then as we talked about women in leadership we said better together because who but us understands what we've been through and what we're still going through is females and so we still have we still have a long way to go i mean you know now you look at the professional women's athletes and and their struggle to try to measure up in the pay arena Uh, You still have issues with facilities. Look at what happened at the Final Four Uh, just a a couple (laughs) of years ago when, you know, the facilities at the hotels where the women were staying didn't even come close to what the facilities were for the men. So, you know, we think we've arrived, but we really haven't. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, 50 years later, um, I'm fortunate and grateful to work with the high school staff at Pine Lake Prep Um, that also kind of recognize uh, that it still is something that you have to acknowledge and and work on Mm -hmm. being open to. Uh, The girls, the female athletes, a lot of the times look at some things and they have questions and they don't know who to go to. And sometimes what you raise isn't the issue that you think it is. But at least having somebody who's willing to listen um, and having something to stand on so that they understand that, uh, I mean, there's a precedent. I'm not crazy. When I look at right. this, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right.
0: And we're seeing more and more push in these conversations around just mental health, mental fitness, mm-hmm. and as you're talking about some of the stresses and anxieties and coming together, better together, creating this support system where people feel like they can actually have a yeah. voice, be heard <laughs> in a community or a small group. What would you guys say, what are you doing, I guess, at the top level to support the mental health of your staff? But how does that trickle down into the coaches, to the players, to the teams? Have you seen a a transition in the conversations around stress, anxiety, and mental health in general?
2: Yes. And uh, one of the things that, that we did here at the association, I have had since I became the commissioner in 2015, one of my my first hire was a health and safety consultant who was really part-time. And he did a wonderful job, laid a foundation that was wonderful in that area. Well, he retired, and it gave me the idea and the opportunity to say, you know what, we're going to hire somebody full-time, in health and safety, but also wellness. And Mm -hmm. under this umbrella of wellness would be our opportunity to address mental health, nutrition, hydration, all of the things that maybe can be captured under a wellness umbrella. So I hired the first full-time director of health, safety, and wellness uh, in September and she comes fully qualified as a licensed athletic trainer, having sat on many uh, boards and was around and helped craft the language for Gofella Walla, which is our Mm -hmm. concussion course uh, Mm -hmm. or requirement law here in North Carolina. And so at this level, we're addressing it because we recognize there is the need. Uh, We looked at studies, and the research suggests that when we were out with COVID our young people were struggling yes. mentally and emotionally. Absolutely. And we looked at that data. And so now what I want us to do and together with my staff we're taking a look at ourselves in terms of what we're doing here, trying to have more opportunities where we can, you know, just have a, a down day, uh doing some things as a staff to, to talk about issues and things that are going on. But now what I want to do, and this will be part of Jana's uh, charge, is to reach out to the membership and say, what can we do to provide you the resources? What are the things you're dealing with? Uh, we know suicide is prevalent. What kinds of opportunities do we need to have some Zoom sessions where we can get all the captains from a, from a school together on a Zoom and talk about what's happening in your school? What are you dealing with? What can we do? So I think that opportunity from this level is is. Is tremendous and I'm just excited about what we'll be able to do as we continue to evolve this program and and this area but give our schools a chance to say NCHSA staff here's what we need this is what we want you to do provide this type of a workshop or whatever the case may be so that's kind of where we are right now I think it will expand and grow but we certainly recognize that there is a tremendous need in this area
0: I love hearing that. That is such a big deal. Hats off to that new hire. I think it's important. And if you guys need any support with that, Mental Edge, my company, what we're doing with the Shine Bright series, let us know how we can support you in that. Because okay. I think All right. being able to implement services, resources and tools, especially for our youth, that really yes. include the whole person. And so as you're talking about putting a wellness, professional wellness programs into the forefront of what you guys are doing, it's a big deal. Because not Mm -hmm. only do we show that we want to take care of them through an athletic success, but when the ball stops, when you can no longer kick, when you can no longer swing, what do you have left? Yourself, your brain, your mental health, your mental wellness. So I'm so, so excited to hear that. When we think about the change and transitions that are happening, it's happening. And you are at the forefront of that. So that's a big deal. Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, Yes, ma'am. And I think um, you talking about making sure, uh, well, knowing that you wanted to work on the high school level, like middle schoolers and high schoolers are kind of where my passion is as well. But I also recognize that they learn to love certain things in life and, and they they become identified as being uh, talented in this sport and that sport. And they lose a little bit of self. And then in college, sometimes they are um, utilized for those talents, but not really um, given an opportunity to bloom in other ones. So being able to identify it and talk to the different teams and the different captains and different individuals on the high school level and help them be prepared as they move to that next transition. Um, that will be an even bigger transition from there into what, what goes forward in their life. I think it's it's fantastic to be able to set a foundation at this point.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right, and I think far too often we, we get lost in this idea of sport and and that it is about developing the athletic prowess and all of that. But there's so much more to it. Just as you said, that ball is going to stop rolling one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be able to hit the ball, and you're not going to be able to swim uh, competitively. So what is it that you're able to do? And a whole lot of it is it wraps around your health mm-hmm. and your mental wellness. Uh, that that commercial that used to say, when you've lost your you you've lost everything. Yeah. And so it is up to us to just really stress that importance, the importance of looking out for yourself, because so few of you who are playing in high school will play at the next level. Right. You may play recreationally, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. but let's make sure that you're prepared mentally and physically to make that transition from playing on the athletic fields and in the gyms, to being able to go out and be a productive citizen with your mind intact, with your physical well-being where you need it to be, so that you can do great things. And, that, and I think that's, that's the role of what we do in education-based athletics. We're trying to educate them to be that good citizen. And, you know, and if you happen to be able to play at the next level, that's just gravy mm-hmm. on it. That's yeah. the icing on the cake, Absolutely. so to speak. But we've got to prepare them to be productive citizens and to live healthy and safe lives. And I think if we don't do that, we're missing the boat. I love
1: Yeah, it. I love it. I have to ask, how does Q take care of the, the commissioner? How do, how do you, <laughs> how do you take care of your own mental well-being? Because, honestly, well, just on a school level, yeah. I, I think my schedule is uh, incredible. I cannot imagine mm. your schedule on a state level. <laughs>
2: right. Well, it, it, it is. My staff would tell you that I probably do not take care of myself as as well as I should. And, and if I'm honest, that's exactly right. But the things I really love to do, I, my mom is 95 years old wow. and still living and in her right mind. So I love being able to go. I live in uh, my home down here near the offices in Wake County, out near the airport. Our office is in Chapel Hill. So I'm about an hour and 20 minutes from Reesville, and that's where my roots are. So I love being able to go home on the weekends and spend time with my mom, and she's a retired educator. So just spending time with family for me because it's been so much a part of who I am and my mom and um, God rest my dad. The, you know, they were right there supporting and encouraging me and my sister as we grew into who we are today. So I love being able to spend time with them. I love to read. I love to read um I'm a Danielle Steele fan oh, fantastic. So, so I love to read uh you know that that uh you know that along those lines and uh you know and then I like to travel when i can, and I've been fortunate that through the job uh we've been able to meet and uh you know. Rub shoulders with people who do what we do mm-hmm. across the country, and so I take advantage of those opportunities and uh, you know and able to get a little bit of rest and relaxation with with colleagues when when i can so um, you know it 's not as much as I would like to do uh, you know I try to walk as much as I can, and that 's an opportunity to just kind of clear my mind and, and those kind of things but I, but I am keenly aware of how it all works together. I'm a health and physical education major, so that mind, body, and spirit Mm -hmm. that we talked about, I mean, they all work together. And if you don't take care of those, all of that, then you're going to suffer. So I try the best I can. I work, I stay in this office far too long every day. (laughs) But uh, you're right, on a statewide level, it seems like it never ends.
1: Yeah. I love imagine it. it. we are we are <laughs> grateful to have you um, helming our state, and it has been a pleasure this morning. Uh, anything big that you have going on that? I'm I'm excited about the possibility of seeing you at a state championship because um, <laughs> I know you make appearances. So uh, I'm hoping my pride and I get to see you and I can shake your hand again.
2: <laughs> well, I love it. I hope, I hope that happens sooner rather than later. Uh, right now we're trying to finish up the biggest things we have going for us. Uh, we've got our state men's state soccer championships this weekend in Greensboro. Uh, so we will crown four champions uh, tomorrow night as well as Saturday. Uh, and then we are winding down our football state championships. We have cheer invitational event coming up on December 3rd, and then we've got our board of directors who will come in for their winter meeting on uh, November the 29th. So those are the big pieces in there, but I can assure you I am going to pause next week <laughs> and give thanks for my space on this earth and just be happy to just have that opportunity. You You know, to be with family and friends next week during Thanksgiving.
1: Yes. Uh, Yes. Giving thanks is very important. I'm grateful and thankful to be able to do this with you this morning. But in general, just to have this opportunity with Tracy. Thank you as always.
0: Thank you as always. And that was a great way to kind of wrap up our show, that we just take some time to pause. Take a Mm -hmm. moment to just breathe. Do nothing. Relax. Enjoy your friends, family, and be thankful for all that we have. And we can't thank you enough for your time. Can't thank you enough, Issa, for all you (laughs) do. and community we can't thank you guys enough for just tuning in every week and we cannot wait to see you guys soon shine bright like the stars that we are see y'all soon thank
1: you q thank you thank you
2: guys very much i appreciate this
0: opportunity let's stay in touch and uh, yes happy thanksgiving
2: to you i will be thank
0: reaching you. out for some mental fitness support to resources with for you
2: sounds good thank you so much guys <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thank you bye-bye thank you
0: see ya That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.